free exchange of opinion and argument in a shared space of a public sphere has been central to Western democratic systems for over 150 years. The expansion of mobile communication technologies has introduced a number of key changes to this process and arguably raises the need for similarly new techniques for studying the very fluid and dynamic nature of these events. From protests to festivals, there are those who attempt to address the questions of movement of people and those excluded from or indeed facilitated by systems of boundaries and entry points. Hello and welcome to the Geomedia podcast. My name is John Lynch. I am reader in film and media at Karlstad University in Sweden. Today I talk with Juan Ramon Rodriguez Amat from Sheffield Hallam University in the UK and Cornelia Brantner from the Centre for Geomedia Studies about their work in this area and their efforts to expand the idea of mapping mobile media communications. Welcome to the podcast. I wondered if you could start, first of all, by saying something about why it's important to have a a clear sense of this idea of the public sphere. Why is it important to us to have a a useful and contemporary understanding? The notion of public sphere is, um, is key because it lies at the core of what we understand to be a democratic system. It is at the core in the sense that the public sphere is is the notion that helps us understand people discussing with each other, people talking to each other, people in in, in sharing a space that's 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 common. And in that space they decide upon the rules that they're gonna that they're gonna put on themselves, that they're gonna the, the, the rules of them living together in that shared space. So the notion of public sphere is key because democracy is built on the principle that there is a public sphere and that the discussion is possible. In a place where this discussion was not possible or in a place where this discussion or or that space was not shared, the notion of public sphere wouldn't make sense, but also wouldn't make sense the notion of democracy itself. So, so the the idea of of public sphere lies at the at the core of uh, the studies on political communication, or the core of discussions on democracy and the fairness of the the public debates, or the discussions about censorship in the media, the discussions that have to do with access to the public and the shared spaces of communication. So all those all those factors basically come together under this general notion that's uh, that's become kind of a, a common thread throughout the, the, the communication research studies and it's understood as the, the, the notion of public sphere. Does that does that sound as something Yes so so I think early on you indicated then that seems to uh, work on the basis of essentially face-to-face communication. Is that is that what it's essentially predicated upon that that people have unmediated kind of communication around to, to discuss things? Yes, the, I mean the possibility of people talking to each other is is the the fundamental element there. It's the the possibility of of basically making the understandings the or the diverse understandings of how the the shared space, how the shared, uh, uh, how the shared habitat uh, is is going to be regulated, is going to be organized, is going to be uh, lived together. What kind of norms are we going to establish? What kind of rules are we going to set for ourselves? That is what the the the, the theoretical principle of democracy is is built upon. And and therefore, the possibility of people talking to each other is an essential part of it. When we move the notion of democracy beyond, say, uh, beyond the, the the territory or beyond the, the uh, allow me beyond the, the the Greek square where people would be discussing that with each other in person, we need to enable that 
communication and we need to enable that 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 interaction between the between between the individuals through uh devices that allow that communication to go further and and this is where the 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 devices where the technologies where the mediation process kind of starts but it's also where the the all the notion of of uh democracy had to adapt itself into something that would have the shape of a country or the shape of a town or the shape of a region so so when we start talking about when we start to talk about these these bigger bigger spaces bigger regions we need to think also about what are the dev- devices that enable that communication still to happen that people talking to each other still to happen so for years we've had the broadcasting media systems in a way simulating that people talking to each other simulating the different discourses the different narratives the different ways of understanding life society work economy uh as in as in how do we make the rules for ourselves in a in a country kind of size level and the media were uh, emulating in a way that conversation so they were delivering some of those narratives they were sh- they were shared among the people in pubs in, ba- in bars in public spaces in public squares and then they were delivered back by the media so that this discussion could continue in a in a form of of networked conversation that would take the shape of that country so it's not it's not necessarily the face to face element it's also a face to face plus a mediated plus uh, a collective plus uh, you know a, a shared pack of of ways of understanding how life should be so that we can we can decide upon it so that we can vote for it so that we can ultimately make rules that will abide us all for that and and so this is where the notion of public sphere starts to grow in complexity it, it starts to grow in 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 capacity also to explain that very complex bunch of things that happen at the same time but also uh this is where things get interesting in terms of research because it's that there is where we need to start uh looking at it and thinking how are we going to solve that problem of of how to understand what the public sphere is if it's something so complex that we cannot even grasp it with with our hands at once and and we need to to look at it as as something that changes and that evolves and that that transforms uh, as we practice it sure sure so cornelia i mean would you say then that that's the the key aspect of the change in the idea of the public sphere in say the last 200 years is 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 now it's far more complex than before is it is it fun for you is the the focus of, of your sort of uh, interrogation of that idea about complexity or is it about changes in technology or is it in changes in human behavior? What What's your way into that idea? Yeah, so the, the change that came changes with the um, technology, with the development also of the technologies, especially with what we call uh, geomedia, so the devices, the mobile devices that we uh, nowadays currently um, have with us. And um, to relate back what uh, Ramon said before on the question of how we can research or how we can approach the aspects of the current uh, public spheres and the um, invisible or visible structures of uh, the public sphere. Uh, we um, started with or our attention uh, to that uh, aspects were linked to uh, protests. So protests, different protests were uh, the start of our um, research. So uh, of, uh, that's where we started to think about how can we research uh, the communication geographies or the aspects of uh, communicative uh, spaces and that were um, different protests uh, that happened uh, on very highly visible, very symbolic uh, places. Um, so, for example, that happened again with the uh, climate protests uh, by Greta Thunberg because she staged her protest uh, before the Swedish parliament, which is also, a, of course, a highly symbolic uh, place. 
but we uh, so the first case uh, that caught our attention was uh, it's was back now already more than 10 years uh, that were the protest actions against the Spanish government's authority, uh, authority measures uh, in 2012. And they heavily relied on interactive uh, uh, features. So they, they used maps that were net dated. It was the, it was the first networked uh, movement that caught our our attention, so to say. But before the, we saw also this protest uh, that are that were called the Arab Spring protests that also heavily uh, relied on on networked uh, networked uh, spheres, and that's where we we yeah where we started um, yeah our research on 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 the uh, communication geographies, and it's also what we saw there is that um, that the occupying of uh, public spaces uh, was was of very strategic importance also to get visible to, to bring the protest courses uh, to the fore sorry if, if, if we look at the idea of, of protest then um, because the way that you you've outlined the idea of the public sphere initially is one of quite civil debate and discussion and exchange of information protest by definition, is something other than that is that a subversion of the idea of the public sphere i mean how does that relate to that idea or again what comes to mind when you talk about the 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 if which i think is an important idea but nevertheless the sort of civility of the of the public sphere um but that suggests a, a level of um subjectivity and security in terms of articulation in that space which is not necessarily the experience at any time of of the majority in that sense then how does protest seek to um just because i just want to get a little bit of more idea around this idea of the public sphere and then look very you know more specifically as you as you have done at the technologies and the communication processes and things how does protest relate then to that idea? Is it is that not something which, in one sense, it's often framed as as a danger to the idea of the public sphere? It, protest outside a parliament and seeking to disrupt the functioning of a parliament would seem to go against that kind of idea. Absolutely, we 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 come from from protests in the U.S. Congress. Outside taking the U.S. Congress, we come from protest uh, taking the the uh, uh, the Brazilian uh, Parliament and 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 Senate. So it's a it's a it's a complicated uh, notion. This idea of protest as, uh, however, there's there's a there's a principle or there's there's a fundamental element there that says people who had something to say and don't find it properly channeled through the parliament uh ways might might be in the you know in the need of of expressing their own their own points outside those channels or outside those institutionalized channels and this is one of the one of the of the interesting starting points for us in terms of the the public sphere requiring some notion that 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 uh extends its uh its its value or extends its range and scope the situation would be whereas initially or or in a if you if you want in a romantic way we would think the public sphere being that accessible space where everybody participates everybody has the chance to express their own views about how to live how to live together all of a sudden, we you start realizing also that this this comes with caveats, with limitations, and and in Greece, uh, it was only men and and citizens who were allowed to participate in that public debate in the agora. So slaves and women were away from that space, so they had no voice in that discussions. Same happens, or foreigners or migrants. Same happens 
when you have a, a system that has consolidated into political parties and these political parties have access to the parliament and the parliament in principle is expected to channel all the diverse voices within a particular country, within a particular territory. But it's also understandable that some of these people don't feel that their voices are properly represented or properly expressed. Therefore, they look for alternatives where alternative ways. Here comes the whole back and forth about security and whereas this is or this is or it is not a threat to democracy, whereas this is or not a, a change of the rules of the game, to what extent this becomes uh, an actual uh, uh, public sphere or something that has been named in places a counter public sphere or uh, or alternative public spheres. From from our perspective. Um, we we prefer to assume that the notion of public sphere is a is a whole one that includes or even also those that moves beyond the, the institutionalized spaces and sometimes looks for those alternative territories because there are things happening in those territories there are communities thriving in those territories that are not necessarily one one to one represented through the parliamentary practices and in times where the whole political system is being discussed and and we have those means and those platforms that allow us to to activate further discussions of course they do that with with lots of limitations and with lots of caveats but they they actually activate the possibility for people to connect elsewhere from where it was initially established through the say that the 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 twentieth century uh, institutional systems of schools, civic education, and that deriving into a parliamentary practice in in some way through through some broadcasting and state funded media systems, for instance. So so in a way, we're having a a, a challenge here to the notion of public sphere that allows us to to open again that kind of worms and and start to look in, into it and say, okay, what's in there? How is this going to work? And how do we work with this? That's why in, in one of our latest publications, we've been openly discussing the notion of public sphere in itself as, as it was understood traditionally and as it could be, or it will have to be uh, uh, thought about in, in the future, in the present as we are. So I want to pick up on one uh, concept then you refer to there. In that there is, of course, as you say, a sort of, in one sense, a, a, a universalizing idea of, of the public sphere. But is your point in the work you do then that ultimately there, you know, instances of this process are always location-based. There are a particular location and that that then needs to be part of uh and a sort of an investigation of 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 that process of 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 change and adaptation of the public sphere in a general sense uh yeah so so yeah there is that there's a there's this notion of of uh location it's where the conversation takes place but that that concept itself as much as as we a we believe that there was a parliament where the conversation happened and that parliament was the place where all that happened we started to realize that that the same notion of locus started to to kind of crumble in our fingers when we tried to touch it and and this is very visible in terms of of uh, protests when protests look for squares and the streets and take the streets back and get get that that public shared space back to the citizenry so that they but but it gets more and more complex imagine we had a conversation now that happens in three different locations and uh, i am in the uk cornelia is in sweden i'm, I'm not sure where where you are based at this at this current point but we're having a conversation and this conversation has many of the natural interactions and natural social processes that would happen in any conversation so it's, we we are ultimately people talking to each other if we establish now behavioral rules as they know we're going to do this you're going to do this we're going to do this first and then that would be a form of kind of democratic debate happening here in a in a no place or in a online place 
And and this is where our discussion about place and location and space started to 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 become something interesting, something fascinating, because it's something that that in, it does not fit that uh, that if you want elegant building of the parliament in the middle of the capital city it becomes something that moves and something that changes and something that 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 uh, uh that reshapes itself according to the needs of whomever is talking in that moment and and we find our ways to have that conversation or to make that conversation possible and this is fascinating because this allows us to to think beyond those monumental squares where all or monumental buildings where where the discussion is supposed to happen under civic terms and the notion of of conversation and the notion of of public and 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 discussion can take place elsewhere and under other shapes that are not the ones that were initially institutionalized i hope this this kind of brings back to the notion of of location that 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 you mentioned in in your question i just try to to break it in a way because it's it's a little bit our problem it's been our problem since the beginning and that that's where we started i suppose the question is has the locus of change the locus of change itself somehow become displaced uh in the sense of whilst the conversations may take place on in multiple places now the locus, as we see, for instance, with the events in Brazil and and in, in Iran and things, the necessity seems to be there to still, you know, they can be organising processes, um, but the, let's say, that idea of the locus, the the point, the lever point, still seems to be those symbolic spaces. Is that or has that changed? Do you think? I mean, if we think of something like Twitter, it's offered and it's presented as a fundamentally democratizing process that it's uh, that it that it's a new town square it's the new place for exchange we see the new owner removing restrictions around language and uh, ideas and and so on um to in one sense uh, you know sort of um, posed as a, a libertarian idea to remove regulation and things or so i just wonder in that sense it, do 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 you think the political process is one which has shifted in the sense that there's as much attention paid to what happens on Twitter as as happens in the square outside the parliament, or is or is one a subs- subsidiary of the other? I would say that they are they are simultaneous and complementary, and basically it's a, it's an enhanced system. What's happening is is that it just gets richer and richer it's a it's a form of of uh enhanced reality if you allow me that that's happening it's happening live and or it happens on the in the parliament it happens in front of the parliament and it happens on twitter at the same time and and these three conversations cross over each other they are they are in permanent connection and they are uh they they multiply they have more a multiplying effect than a displacement effect and and the multiplying effect happens also when you see the politicians tweeting or when you see the politicians providing their own TikTok campaigns. That was Berlusconi doing this in the last uh, Italian campaign. They they also embrace that. So it's not it's not an isolated system or, or three isolated systems that happen. It's a it's a multiplied process of a conversation that goes on. It, it leads to very dangerous places and very, very difficult situations. It can it it is not something that happens smoothly. And I don't want to fall into the the, the romantic now we can before we couldn't kind of uh statement because I, I honestly don't think it is like that. I'm I'm very concerned about what kind of liberties under the under the under the label of liberties uh Ellen must maybe maybe generating by by you know by Basically, by firing all the all the human moderating system that had in place, uh, I I I think that this is a whole complex process, and it's a lot more complicated than than sometimes we we like to think by talking censorship. Yes, censorship. No, it's it's a it's a richer thing. But at the same time, I also think that uh, 
that it because it's a richer thing, we need to really look into the new tools that will allow us to 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 research that process without breaking or or by respecting that complexity by 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 holding that holistic uh mesh or mess if you want that 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 makes it happen so so that's the, that's a challenge and and in a way we wanted to keep the notion of public sphere at the core because uh we still believe that there is a that there is a very powerful explanatory capacity in that concept but the concept uh, but the the practice of itself or the 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 way it lives now is so different and it has changed so much that whatever we knew about it except for its explanatory capacity that it innate, that it talks about this conversation that happens among citizens uh in a way it needs to be all refurbished and all re redefined so in exactly that way then could you say something about this idea of the public sphere as, as interface you 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 formulate this now as a as a a, a reworking and and a a way to accommodate those kind of multiplicity of of fluid processes so what's this idea of the public sphere as interface and assemblage as you describe it yeah that a, a good way of understanding that mesh and that mess of of multiple channels, multiple platforms, multiple spaces, multiple locations, multiple actors participating in that very rich and complex conversation. Our way of approaching that was to say, well, we need to look for for some kind of concept that would allow us to to embed and to 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 integrate all those all those elements as a as a very complex circuit of of conversation that that continues in one place and changes and then and then you don't remember where did you have that conversation but you know that it's somewhere in the air and and a good way of going through this complex to, through this concept was the notion of assemblage as as a multiple threads that 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 come together forming a one single thing that that's uh combination of of actors and re and relationships between them that that or or elements and relationships within them a, a system that forms a uh, uh, a sort of a thing but then we had the problem and it was the by thinking of it as a thing would be would make the conversation too much uh, related to to material aspects of it and we needed to 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 think of it as something uh that facilitates interactions something that facilitates the connections and the conversations between those different actors those different members those different citizens those different devices that how all these devices interconnected and how do you get the information from one place or the other and it all happens on one screen or all happens in multiple screens it happens on your phone screen it happens on your laptop screen it happens on the screen of the tv which is which is something that's already connected online so all these multiple uh, screens from where this conversation comes and goes and what that that connects all of that brought us to this notion of of the interface so we had this idea of uh interface and assemblage as a way of of uh in a way facilitating this idea that the public sphere was not a thing was not uh a, a, a sphere as as our imagination might lead us to so it's not a sphere it's a it's an interactive place a, a place where you click and tick and and where you where you exchange interactions with people through conversation through argument through the the possibilities of your devices and at the same time this happens in multiple locations and this happens as one single thing that is the assemblage of all those multiple platforms that happen so this 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 has a lot of uh as in in abstract it is very very complex in when you bring that to specific cases and to empirical uh research is a lot more that more specific it's it's a lot easier to identify and say okay what are the uh devices that intervene in that conversation in that specific conversation can we locate the conversation can we set up a frame between so a start and an end of a particular conversation and see 
what's there, what happens during that process, and how do people interact, and what kind of devices intervene, what kind of screens intervene, what, and there you can still use the notion of uh, of uh, assemblage and the notion of interface as as that as the space of interaction, the the the, the say the skin that that connects both sides of a conversation or the multiple sides of the conversation. I don't know if that's that's all, all of a sudden way way overly abstract, uh, but it was for us the way of at the same time dematerializing the notion of location and at the same time also move away from this very pure spherical shape of the public sphere and go into something that could be touched but at the same time that could be understood in its complexity so we had this this kind of double problem and the, the idea of uh interface and um and assemblage helped a lot because the, the assemblage allowed us to look for different actors and different devices and different elements intervening in the process while all being part of the same thing and at the same time an interface by keeping our accent on the interactions and not on the uh, actors themselves or the discourses themselves. So interfaces then is a focus on the, the if you like, the technology of the communication? In a way it is, but also the, the, the conversation, the interaction. So where does this conversation, for instance, this conversation amongst us, among us three, where does it happen? For me, it happens in, in a screen in front of, is, is that actually not a screen, but the screen is the place where our, uh, where our interlocution takes place. Is, is the, 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 the screen is the place where, where you and I can have a, a conversation where you, suggest and I I respond so this this kind of uh situation is is what the notion of interface allows us to look at we look at the interactions not at who am I who are you who is the other only but also how do we connect to each other how do we interact with each other so I think that kind of object oriented idea is 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 a is a is is a very useful one um and you talk about four modes in the model of 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 your uh, analytical approach here that would seem to reinforce that idea then of the physical immaterial uh, all of these things in process could you say something about then about why your four modes uh, present themselves have presented themselves to you within this uh, uh particular formulation you have yeah so um the point or the thing here is that uh, we were um, discussing or thinking about how how to approach uh, the communicative uh, spaces that are generated through or via these discussions or for uh, these discussions. And so we were uh, discussing communication geographies and came um, um, to a piece written uh, by Andre Janssen, who is a professor here at uh, the department in uh, Karlstad and the geography, geographer um, Adams. Uh, and they, they write about communication uh, geography and uh, four areas uh, where uh, communication geography is uh, built or and also can uh, be analyzed from. And they talk about the textures, um, and the representations uh, of place and the structures and uh, connections or connectivity of uh, spaces. So uh, these four areas uh, then appear also for us as very uh, useful uh, to approach or to turn them into a tool to approach uh, the communicative uh, space, the public sphere, uh, uh, so to say. Um, and we we started uh, to to uh, kind of test uh, the tool first with uh, the representations of of place, and there uh, we 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 saw that uh, this tool is really very useful. But of course, that we cannot stop by uh, looking at and analyzing the representations uh, of uh, of place uh, that that happen in the so to say legacy media and social media. But of course, that we also have to look at uh, the textures uh, and the structures that allow 
uh, the communication, that allow the communicative uh, flows of uh, information and that, so to say, in the end, also generate uh, through connectivity through the connections, uh, through the connectivity of people, the uh, the communicative space. So it's uh, different aspects, and to to succeed to grasp them, so we we had to analytically, uh, or we have to analytically uh, kind of separate the different aspects of the of the public space of the. Uh, communicative space to be able to analyze it. And that is what we've tried uh, with this tool and with uh, different methodologies. So it's a it's a, uh, a tool that combines different methods. Uh, so from qualitative uh, content analysis to uh, digital ethnography uh, and also ethnography on uh, or at uh, the place. Sorry. I'm just. You, you talk about this idea of representations of place, for instance, as was that was your 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 starting point there. So, what would be what what do you mean by that exactly? What would be an example of that that you would analyze as playing a part in this process? Is it photography? Is it? It's yeah. It's popular. It's, it's uh, not only the photographies. It's also the textual representations, uh, of course. So, for example, how a specific. Uh, um, event is represented by the media, but not only, of course, by the by the classic media, by the journalistic media, but also how it's represented. For example, you you mentioned uh, Twitter. For example, also how it's represented on Twitter by for when when we we look at the protests uh, again, how the the protesters themselves represent their actions, but also how other uh, people uh, represent uh, these actions, how they discuss it, are they pro, uh, uh, are they con? Um, so it's it's how the whole, the whole uh, event is uh, represented, how it is uh, discussed in the media, by the media, but also uh, by the people. Um, but uh, and the representations is what we as as onlookers uh, can see, can hear, can read about uh, an event, but we don't or not always uh, see what is behind what is represented. What are the structures? What are the infrastructures uh, that allow or that um, that that make it possible to show uh, certain representations? So there, are, of course, maybe also other views, but uh, it's we can only, when analyzing the representations, we can only analyze what is made to be seen and heard. One question that that poses for me then is is really one of kind of scale or even volume. I mean, how do you how do you set boundaries on that which you factor in in that process? I mean, it's uh, you are suggesting that you're going to have a model of four modes, as you say, each of which is distinct to define each of those and then look at the interaction of those. That seems to me to be kind of quite a AI level of, <laughs> of, of data crunching uh, there. How do you, how do you set then, how, how do you in practice then, um, uh, deploy the, these things and and how can you set the kind of boundaries to that? We've been working with with same models of the model. Um, our our strategy has been for now to develop the, the theoretical and part of the empirical possibilities of each one of these modes of analysis through uh, with through different cases that we've studied. So we've looked into for instance, the, the case uh, Cornelia was, was was talking about, the first one where we talked about the representations of plays, was was built on one of the demonstrations that happens yearly in Vienna, the city centre. This, this activity and the academic about what happens is that the city centre is literally blocked access to even to the neighbors of the city. And and, and there's, there's a whole set of maps that show 
that city center, what areas will be accessible, what areas will be not be accessible to the to the neighbors. That produces a particular clash of understandings of that space that's being blocked. For for whereas for the citizens they feel that they're that they're just blocking access to their own neighborhoods. For uh the for the police, this is a matter of security. And for the part participants in the ball, who are the, the, the extreme right wing uh, uh, members of a particular group, they they feel that they have that they are entitled to use that public uh, space. So so at least we have these three main understandings of space that is represented, echoed in multiple shapes, in multiple forms, but it's ultimately echoing these three discourses. It is what happens on the media, on the social media platforms. And there's a lot of redundancy on that. There's a lot of, of, of uh, uh, say, say coherent, coherence between, between the, different, the different understandings of it. This, these three main understandings are the key. And, and once you start analyzing the pieces, the pictures, when you start analyzing the texts, you start realizing that actually these are the three main stories that are being told about what the place means. And it's not enough. And I, I, I'm sure there's more diversity in there. There's more possibilities. There's there's always, you can go very, very much down to the micro and this is my neighborhood or this is the place where I first learned to ride my bike. But there's always this big, issue that or these these blocks or these discourses that can be organized and then you realize that for instance the police because it's a security matter they represent a space where there's nobody because the the safest place is the place where there's nobody at all and and for for the others they they show the monumentality of it and for others they show the the the, the banal and then and the, and the neighborhood situation so they sh they show their children and they show how how their children cannot access a particular corner of of the city those are representations of place and the representations of place of course uh is a is a matter of diversity of of understandings and it's a matter of competitive views so so the different perspectives that the the three perspectives are in competition with each other we will see which one becomes dominant because the media kind of enhance one instead of the other or or why, but the, through this process of competition, we get a very, a very detailed and an underground understanding of what the place means, and this is what representatives, uh, representations of place, looks for. But again, as as Cornelia was saying, this is not enough because this is always conditioned by who has the right to speak, who has the right to say, who what kind of devices will help enhance your particular view and so forth and so forth. So we need to look into, say, the backstage and the wirings that, that enable that communication process, the conditions of that place. Why is that place something so relevant specifically? And it's not something that is represented through the three actors in that particular event. It's something that happens because there's a history behind it or because there's been some institutional process of monumentalization throughout that. So all of this, what we did was break it into pieces and say, okay, we cannot, as as you were saying, this is too big. We cannot deal with all of these every time at all. And I mean and forever. It just it just won't work. So we did break it into pieces and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna work on each one of the modes separately, assuming that we need the other three, but we're gonna work on each one of these three, uh four separately and then and then look into this in, in further detail and then look into the 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 technological support that we need, the difficulties that we find, the limitations that we get, all all of that would help will help develop the whole model. And the other limitation that we put to ourselves was focus on specific events, events that start and end in clear moments. That's why we started with protests, and that's why also we moved uh, beyond protests towards festivals, because festivals also happen in the streets, also happen under uh, 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 you know under circumstances of people shouting and and tweeting at the same time, but festivals had this very uh, specific feature that uh, people start the festival at one point. There has been a lot of planning in terms of security, in terms of limit limits, in terms of the limiting 
where the festival will take place, how will it happen, what kind of program will be there. And so, so and we know also how it's going to end and when it's going to end, which is something that you don't get in protests. So, so it was a way for us to say, we cannot deal with the whole complex picture. The model is powerful because it's explanatory. The, the model is, is helpful because it will give us the, the chance to, to understand that very complex thing without breaking it. But to, to bring it to the ground and to study it, we really need to find, to, to look at the tools, to look at the, at the, you know, the, the, the pieces that shape it. We need to, to set those kinds of boundaries. And this is where, where we are at. So actually, we're still, we're still working on this. And 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 yeah, that's that's a little bit where where it's going. Does that help? Anything yeah. else, Connie? No, that it is like yeah, uh, that <laughs> was for us a possibility to so to analyze uh, uh, also the governance of communicative spaces in more detail. And the advantage uh, on 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 the case of a city festival is they are planned, they are predictable, and it's just eases uh, the analysis so uh, we we analyzed the city festival in sheffield where uh, ramon is uh, living and they also were uh, very nice and uh, gave gave our researchers so we had ethnographers on 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 the on the spot and they they gave us access they got tickets and so that was very important uh, also for the analysis of the structures of space so also to get the the, the kind of all access <laughs> that is necessary to analyze uh, the structures and infrastructures uh, of place and space yes i thought it was interesting that you uh, connected protest and festivals uh, in in terms of this i mean of course the kind of idea the carnivalesque sort of tra sort of transcends both of those in different ways and there is but of course festivals as you say i mean are fundamentally commercially driven events structured they have private security largely which is very different um uh authority in a way but you see a you see a, a parallel in 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 these in in those events, in terms is this idea of of space and and place working effectively? Yeah. So in 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 that case, it is really we we see it also as uh, governed communicative space, and we were interested in uh, in tools that make it possible uh, to analyze. Uh, as said, the structures uh, of space uh, and the structures of the places that are used. Um, and uh, we we thought, and that was uh, in the end also approved, uh, we thought that these festivals would give us an opportunity to test the instrument, uh, to, to test out um, uh, the ethnography uh, and the, the the uh, researchers that uh, took part and did not only like um, partake uh, in the in the festival, they interviewed uh, people. Uh, they had um, um, uh, a tracking a tracking uh, app uh, um, that also uh, recorded their itineraries. And so uh, we we saw that uh, yeah we, this tool uh, we we tested out uh, several different um, methods uh, and we saw yeah we can also of course in the future uh, we we could also um, use it for uh, analyzing other uh, events even even uh, protests but we thought this would give us an opportunity to to try it out um, yeah. There is a there is a, a a collateral element in this process, which is well, why do we look at the public sphere in particular? And we look at the public sphere in particular, or in as in that that thing, because uh, because we are aware and we we are interested in the inequalities that that happen in this public sphere. So the public sphere is not an, a, an homogeneous and 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 harmonious place. It's a place where inequalities take place and all our examples all the examples that we've been giving here <coughs> include this notion of someone not having the right to speak or someone not having the access to the place this means that the notion of public sphere and 
extended the notion of uh, uh, community space that we work with is an is a is a space that's the that's defined and by defined I mean delimited it's it's not accessible to all it's not homogeneously accessible to everyone that's why uh, when we talk about the the, the about, about protests we also think of the security measures the processes that allow or not allow you to tweet in a particular space or the moderation processes that happen on the social media platforms but also the the conditions for access that are enabled or disabled as as per some decision at some point by someone who basically shapes that public space that public sphere that community space into something that's uh, operational and that's something that happens um that's why the 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 moving sideways from the protests as in that wild space into uh, a festival was also very useful because we know who makes the decisions about access in a festival we know that there are several layers of access you have the vip you have the 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 public access you have the no access at all we found neighbors that used to go to that park every Sunday and they couldn't in that particular space because the 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 the, the park was ring fenced due to the festival happening privately inside that space. So that person could not walk the dog anymore. And and that that was a way of <clears throat> apologies dealing with that uh shaped, artificially shaped, designed shaped access to the public space. And and that for us is a is a fundamental element in any conversation. Uh, who gets to talk? Uh, when do you get to talk? Uh, how do you manage to be able to be in the place where the talk will take place? So so all of those factors is what uh, also forms the, the mode of structures. Structures are all about these. What mechanisms stop the communication flow and what mechanisms uh, allow it and what mechanisms basically work as valves that allow you in or out and this this gave us a lot of uh powerful metaphors and powerful subconcepts within the notion of structures that that included these the barriers and included the flows of communication as me mechanisms that can be previously designed for safety reasons or for privacy reasons or for protection reasons of any sort uh, would allow people access with VIP wristbands or would allow people to access because they're just public and they have the wristbands as public or they won't get access because there are a gate system, the same as the password for your Wi-Fi that would allow you to tweet or not tweet because you have access to the Wi-Fi system. So these are, these are concepts that we've been trying also to develop for each one of the modes that would help us uh, apply them to virtual environments or to online environments and physical environments at the same time. So the notion of barrier or the notion of uh, of shifter allows us to, to, to use this concept, even if we talk about passwords or if we talk about uh, physical access to a particular uh, location. So, so this been this is this is why it's been so important to use these specific cases and almost as as experiments uh, to to make sure that we could develop this these nuanced concepts that that would apply for any other environment that we would be investigating or researching in the future that would sort of uh, uh, survive the moving online or the moving. Uh, or the or the staying as a as a geographic concept. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I think that's a it, it's a very powerful idea. I, I mean, it just reminds me. I, I mean, I, uh, in the past, I, I've I've shot videos with bands and musicians, and you're given an access all area pass, and and you wear it on your lanyard, and it, it's it's an amazing experience to have every door literally opened for you and. Um, you know, to have the crowds of people held back at, at certain places and things. So, so I think it is a, there is a very powerful kind of idea there that, because it is literally, as you say, about opening doors in that way. But we're coming to to, to an end now. Um, I just wondered if you could both perhaps say something then about the next stage of, 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 of 
this research and project? What are you? What what plans and what um, possibilities are then for where this might go? Man, will you start? Because you you had this um, other uh, additional project here with uh, uh, Julia on uh, the textures. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's a good. It's a. It's a reminder. We've been doing so many things in those in those last few years, and because we've also been moving places, uh, the 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 model goes on. We we go on working and and trying to develop tools and and concepts and and beyond. So one of one of the experiences that we've we've had was working with Yulia Belinsky, now now PhD. Uh, already PhD in in Vienna and and with her we went to Hania to to Greece in a in a in a dance festival to explore also again the space but a space and uh, looking for the specific the textures and the textures are the the those symbolic places that have the institutionalized value beyond the representation so something that uh, the monuments, or or as as uh, Cornelia was talking about, the uh, Greta Thunberg demonstrating in front of the parliament is not an innocent place to demonstrate. It's a place where you actually want to make a point by demonstrating in that specific spot. So what we did was look into uh, in into the the shape of that beautiful city in in Greece in Crete where where uh, the the dance festival also was taking place and we compared the activity on Instagram and the activity on social media when tourists go there in the middle of July and represent and talk and share the monuments of the city and and the rocks the historical Greek uh, uh, monuments and and uh, at the same time where the festival was happening and how the festival interacted with those, very uh, culturally symbolic uh, spots of the city. And this is a, a publication that will come out sometime soon. But at this point, it's, all, it's, it's, it's this. it was a good experience and a good way of exploring the notion of, of textures by looking at the monuments and, and talking about the communicative capital and the, 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 the value that the, the places had by themselves without the, the or before the representations of them. So places that attract uh, uh, the attention and the communicative attentions because they are those symbolic places. So this is one of the extensions of it. There are more extensions that we've been practicing. Uh, here in Sheffield, we had a, a small festival recently where we asked people to take pictures and we located them so that people could represent their own their own neighborhoods and 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 then they could see all of them in a map to see how they could not only take pictures privately but also share them with all of us and and see the other so each other's pictures that was a that was an interesting experience all of these are are ways of developing tools for for uh this model that will well it's still in the growing process and in the defining process cornelia yeah and uh what i uh, want to add here is that we uh, have also another little side pro uh, project started, Ramon and I, where we want to analyze the visual representations of the future smart city, um, looking at the, the visual narratives that are created, be, be them uh, uh, utopian or dystopian. Uh, on uh, uh, we, we will look there on uh, YouTube videos and uh, the the. the pictures that are found on smart cities on uh, Google Images. That's a, a, a little project that we now do on the side. <laughs> and uh, finally, um, I start with uh, colleagues here, uh, a research project, which is uh, on the, uh, we call it digital infrastructure sovereignty. And it's also connected to, to the to the uh, infrastructures uh, part of our, of our model. And here we will uh, analyze, um, um, yeah, or we, we state that uh, uh, we, we are research towards a, a public value-based media policy for the, for the data-fied Swedish welfare state. That's a project that I will start soon with colleagues here in, in Kassad. It's not directly 
connected to um, Mon and my uh, project, but it it has very much uh, yeah uh, contact points. <laughs> Good. We'll look forward to seeing the outputs from all of those. Uh, thank you both very much for uh, everything today and uh, I wish you well for the future. Thank you very much. Thanks for thank the invite. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having us here. <laughs>